0: Hey guys, it's Sean with Dose. So just some housekeeping before we get started with this episode. My website's currently down, but I'm trying to find a new host for it that is not super expensive. The uh, URL will remain the same, but until then you can still listen to my podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and my Buzzsprout site, nursedose.buzzsprout.com. Uh, I also wanted to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, first one I want to give out is to one of my coworkers, Enrique, for uh, recommending this podcast on Reddit, which has uh, really helped with people actually finding my podcast. And um, second, I wanted to shout out uh, a CVICU nurse who contacted me through my website. Uh, her name's Bianca, and she says that uh, this podcast has really helped her and her coworkers. And she's given me a lot of good ideas for podcasts in the future, uh, specifically things like <clears throat> devices such as uh, Impella, balloon pump, uh, maybe some ECMO and uh, CRT, which is definitely uh, something that I want to do. I kind of want to go over the hemodynamics first, so um, we will eventually get to that. But uh, I'm going to start with foundations first. So anyways, thanks guys for your support. And um, yeah. So with this episode, I wanted to start a series that's focusing on hemodynamic parameters. Um, I know hemodynamics is hard to fully understand, but I feel like if each value is broken down in bite-sized chunks, um, it can be a little bit easier to comprehend. So with this first episode of the series, I wanted to focus on one of my favorite values, and that is stroke volume. Stroke volume is the volume of blood that is pumped out of the left side of the heart with each heartbeat. Uh, The stroke volume measurement and variation in this measurement can help determine the fluid status of a critical or operative patient. So, a patient in the ICU or someone who is getting surgery, a lot of the times, surgeons and um, Anesthesiologists will use this to determine if their patients need fluid or not. Stroke volume is also an indirect measurement of uh, preload, just as CVP is. However, stroke volume has been shown to be more predictive of fluid response and resuscitation as stated by the article that I'm going to have linked in the show notes. So a normal stroke volume measurement is between 60 to 100 milliliters per beat. Uh, this can be easily memorized if you think about a normal heart rate, which is also 60 to 100, depending on which textbook you read. Uh, this measurement, just like cardiac index, can be normalized based on body surface area, or BSA. A bigger person is inherently going to have a larger stroke volume than a smaller person, but just because a obese person's stroke volume is 70 milliliters per beat doesn't mean that the patient is normal volemic this is why a measurement that we call stroke volume index is used it uses the same principles as cardiac index and it takes the original stroke volume and divides it by the person's body surface area and this normalizes the value to the point where we can compare it to other values and to different people and so the normal value for a stroke volume index is 33 to 47. So remember, stroke volume, 60 to 100 milliliters per beat. Stroke volume index, 33 to 47 milliliters per meter squared per beat. So if you have someone with an average build and weight, you can probably just rely on stroke volume. But in cases with very obese or very petite people, I'd probably go with the stroke volume index because that'll probably give you the best data for what you're looking for. However, the best thing about stroke volume is stroke volume variation. This is a measurement that can only be accurately obtained in ventilated patients that are not spontaneously breathing. So people that are ventilated and are on something like SIMV or CPAP mode, your stroke volume variation measurement will not be accurate. Stroke volume variation describes the variation of stroke volume of the left side of the heart with each beat. The predictiveness of fluid response by a patient coincides with this variation in stroke volume. So, someone with a greater stroke volume variation is more likely than someone with no variation to respond to fluid. And the normal value for stroke volume variation is 10 to 15%. So, if you have somebody who is above those values, let's say 17, 20%, they'll probably be more likely to respond to fluid more than somebody who is still in the range of 10 to 15%. The only issue with stroke volume variation is the method of which you can measure it and obtain it. Uh, There are a couple of devices that can measure stroke volume variation, with the most popular being the FlowTrack system, uh, which also utilizes the Vigileo monitor, which is manufactured by Edwards Life Sciences. So this system, all you need is an arterial line, the transducer that comes with the Vigileo monitor and in the Vigileo monitor itself. And with these accurately hooked up, you can um, measure stroke volume, stroke volume variation, stroke volume index, cardiac output, cardiac index, and systemic vascular resistance if you have a CVP that's being transduced as well. So the way the flow track works is this special transducer kind of analyzes the waveform of the arterial line to determine what the cardiac output is of the patient and then uses patient metrics in order to calculate the other parameters such as stroke volume, stroke volume variation. In addition to the specialized equipment, the patient must be intubated like was said before and on assist control or some form of controlled ventilation as. Tidal volume and respiratory rate must be consistent for the stroke volume variation measurement to be accurate. So like I said before, they cannot be on SIMV, they cannot be on CPAP, and they must be at a very defined rate of tidal volume and uh, respiratory rate. Otherwise, there's too many factors that could change what the actual data actually is, so you cannot actually rely on that number however if you do not have any access to these devices you can also just look at the a-line itself and stroke volume variation can actually be visualized just on the a-line so if you see something that we call swinging which is where the peak of the systolic wave rises up and down with respirations you can safely assume that the stroke volume variation is pretty high because for you in order for you to see that on a monitor, it's already pretty significant. So stroke volume and its derivative measurements that are a great way to measure fluid status and predict responsiveness. Uh, it's often an underutilized and um, poorly understood metric, which I just think comes from a lack of education or inexperience with the uh, monitors and the parameter itself. Uh, It teaches us a lot about the patient, and it can really help us manage them a lot easier uh, than actually guessing. So I think it's something that we need to look at a lot more. And like I said, it's one of my favorites to look at whenever we have cabbages or post-transplant patients. So anyways, that's all I have for this episode, guys. I'll be back next week with SVR. Um, Until then, I will talk to y'all later. Bye.